This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Nothing of me is original. I am the combined effort of everyone I have ever known. End quote. Those are the words of award-winning and best-selling author Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck was born February 21st, 1962 in Pasco, Washington, and is still alive today. Palahniuk is an author of more than a dozen books, some of which have been adapted into movies, You may recall a little blockbuster called Fight Club, or even Choke, both of which were huge successes. And I mean, who hasn't heard a family, friend, or coworker say something like, the first rule of, insert whatever the thing is, is you don't talk about that thing. Well, that line comes directly from Palahniuk's book, and has become a well-known part of our lexicon. Part of pop culture, if you will. And Palahniuk has been and continues to be very successful, and his books are absolutely excellent. He certainly stands among the great American authors in terms of devoted fans and also challenging works. And while different in tone and content, in my mind, he's a lot like J.D. Salinger or John Steinbeck in those ways. And if you are a literature major and I just made a gross comparison, that's just where my mind goes uh, as a non-literature degree-holding individual. So. Don't at me. You can at me, it's fine. And if you haven't read his work, I'd encourage you to do so, because it is both highly engrossing and it's very enjoyable. And I chose today's quote because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. The weather is nice, and I often find myself walking from point A to point B. And, perhaps like you, shorter quotes tend to pop into my head at random times. And as they say, you know, it's, it's good to be outdoors, the best thinking is done outdoors while walking, etc., etc., or even just in the car by myself driving to and from work. And as you probably do, I get a little oddly philosophical at times, and this statement alone, today's quote, that is, is certainly a philosophical statement. So randomly on a walk or in the car, I'll start to think to myself, why am I the way that I am? Right, and there's my, my deep philosophical Stepping off point. And I can trace a lot of who I am today to very specific moments or people who had a sustained or even momentary impact on me. Like, why do I have a book full of quotes and a podcast about them? Well, that I blame on a mentor that I had in college, someone that I still to this day deeply admire and respect. So that one makes sense. Why do I have certain personality traits or the sense of humor of the exact variety that I do? Well, those are much harder to answer. And a lot of times, they aren't necessarily traceable back to a single individual. As Chuck says here, I am the combined effort of everyone I've ever known. Well, that means that a lot of the traits and a lot of the reasons that I am the way that I am came from not a single source, but from a little dose of this person and a little dose of that person. And just in case you're wondering what goes on in my mind at random times of the day, that is what goes on at random times of the day in my mind. And you've probably heard the common refrain, you are the sum of the five people with which you spend the most time. And that could be your significant other, hopefully it is, 
perhaps your kids or close friends. Maybe it's a specific coworker or other family member or something in that group. And it's an interesting thought, and I like to, from time to time, consider, from at least a time perspective, with whom I spend the most time. Certainly my wife, and probably my coworkers, and there's a few friends that filter in and out of that list. It changes, probably daily, weekly, monthly. But don't worry, my wife is constant and easily the number one, always. And then, I like to think about how many quirks and traits and phrases and mannerisms that I have at that moment that I can trace to those people. And it's interesting and enlightening. And Palinik captures that in his quote, which is taken from a section in his book where the character Brandy, a transgender woman who becomes fast friends with the story's main character, Shannon, after Shannon is horribly disfigured and is attempting to start a new life with her new abnormal looks. And in this section, Brandy is giving all kinds of advice to Shannon and essentially working to disavow her of the notion that her worth is tied up in her beauty and teach her that much of life is completely out of her control. And depending on your reading of it, you might even think Brandy believes nothing is in our control. But that's another topic. And so to illustrate her point, Brandy, who is clearly no stranger to transformation and change, says the following to Shannon. She says, quote, Nothing of me is original. I am the combined effort of everyone I have ever known. End quote. Now, my read on this might be a little different than yours, and that is, of course, okay. Some might say that this is a very nihilistic and deterministic phrase. That we have no agency as a result of accepting this kind of thought. And that if everyone we've ever known determines who we are, everyone we ever interact with has control over us, and we have little of our own. And perhaps, but I think that's a fairly dark interpretation of a line like this, which... If you read Palinik, you might be tempted to interpret things that way. Some of the, the themes in his book can be a little bit dark. His characters are edgy. They often come from shady backgrounds or have backstories that are less than ideal. But that's what makes some good, good stories. So rather than take a dark interpretation of this, I choose to kind of look at it in a different light. There's the idea that nothing of me is original, and that's okay. And... I think we realize that, I think I've said before on this podcast, that everything is derivative, right? You listen to modern music, and you can trace the tones of it to other songs, and you can trace chord progressions, and even lyrics, a lot of the time, to other songs that have been written. Now, does that make the music of today any less beautiful, any less compelling, any less interesting? Absolutely not. My wife and I just finished watching Eurovision 2023 on Netflix, which is very entertaining, if you feel so led, and I won't spoil it for you as to who wins. But it's a song contest between a ton of European nations and a couple that aren't. And it's very entertaining to watch these original creations come to life on the stage. And then people get to vote on them. And certainly, anybody that competes in that would not say that, well, if it's derivative, because I've taken a chord progression, knowingly or not, from a song that was written 100 years ago, it's not really a good song anymore. It's just simply not true. So in much the same way, if we apply that same logic to ourselves, we may be the combined effort of everyone that we've ever known, but that doesn't make us any less beautiful, interesting, unique, and in my case, wickedly charming. So we need not necessarily take the darkest interpretation of this. Instead, I prefer to think of this as something very unique to us as humans and something that is actually sort of a superpower, so to speak. Think of it. We are able to interact with others, and absorb 
their tendencies, their quirks, their mannerisms, their attitudes, their ideals, and use that in a way that synthesizes into our own. We take a little bit of the good, maybe unfortunately at times, a little bit of the bad, and we become like those people. It's why you hear parents say, oh, he's just like his father, or somebody say, oh, she's just like her mother. Because you spend an inordinate amount of time with these people growing up, and they have this direct influence on you. And a lot of times that's for the good. I owe a lot of who I am to the combined efforts of my parents as I grew up. And certainly many of those things carry over to today, and I like to think that they're good things. So that's fair. But if you consider that this is an interesting human superpower almost, then we actually have a fair bit of control over who we are. How? Well, by choosing who we surround ourselves with, of course. If, for example, I don't like who I am or who I've become, perhaps I need to step away from, or at least remove from my top five, so to speak, the person or people who seem to be having such a negative impact. And I can almost hear my mother now cautioning me not to hang out with that kid or this kid because they're a bad influence, right? We all probably heard that growing up. But I think even that is a little bit reductive. No one person should have that much control over us. We aren't, after all, puppets. Now, of course, you hear horror stories of emotional and psychological abuse at the hands of one individual. But for the average person, rather, I think it's the subtle interactions of these top five or ten or more that have an impact on us in ways that no individual can. And in that way, we're kind of like a complex recipe for a meal. No one ingredient does it all, and tasted individually in sequence, all the ingredients wouldn't leave you with the same taste, texture, etc. that the completed dish does. I think we are much more like a long, complex recipe, or even a lifelong complex recipe, to be precise. And just as we can alter the taste of a finished product by adding a pinch of salt or a little more cumin, so too can we alter ourselves by carefully selecting and spending time with or without certain people. The more I think through this, I wonder if my recipe analogy is kind of falling apart, as a recipe is normally very difficult to remove things from. Try getting that accidental chili powder excess out of your sauce. But then again, in our lives, even if we remove something or someone and decide to spend less time with that individual, they still have a residual impact on us. So I think the recipe analogy is safe for the moment, but I'm going to leave it there. So one of my roles in the Marine Corps is originating and presenting awards to Marines on such occasions as transfers and retirements and even significant impact, what we call spot awards or impact awards. And it is a very, very highly rewarding and fulfilling responsibility. And I often say, as I'm speaking about the Marine who just received the award and pinned it on their chest, that it is, the award that is, is comprised of many threads of different colors. And each of those threads symbolically represents the work of both the Marine wearing it, but importantly, of those around them that supported them and followed their guidance and pulled the sled in the same direction. Thus, I remind them that though they may be the one to receive and wear the award, it is the result of a lot of people's efforts to make it happen. And that's what Palinik's quote here is about. We, much like the achievement and commendation medals my Marines receive, are the result of a synthesis of efforts, deliberate and unintentional, that culminate in who we are today. Now, of course, this doesn't absolve us of the responsibility for our actions or for who we are, 
but instead should cause us to consider carefully whom we allow to have influence on us, so that, as our recipe comes together over our lifetime, we are making what we want to eat, how we want to be, what flavors and attitudes and traits we want to develop and highlight. So consider today, who is part of your recipe? Are they good and need another pinch? Or maybe some more time? Or are they detrimental and need to be reduced or corrected by removing them or replacing them with someone else? Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.